The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. In this episode, we're going to talk story about Thanksgiving. What? Which is translated as Thanksgiving. You know, from Hawaii. I'm Sienna. And I'm Toast. We're partners in love, life, and music. And we've been together since 2001. With each episode of this podcast, our goal is to help our fellow LGBT community members lift their lives to the next level. So pigeon. This is my episode to cut loose to talk pigeon. So maybe <laughs> in this episode I can talk pigeon a little bit. Okay. Well you will make some, some people happy and you will make some others confused. Yeah. But I will say that now that our previous podcast episodes are available across all platforms, mm-hmm. including iTunes. Mm-hmm. I did hear some of our other Thanksgiving episodes, and we sound way more pigeon. <laughs> A lot has happened. We've changed in these years. Yeah, and it's not like I, you know, want to lose it, but I was I was pretty surprised. Like that came off wow very quickly. Very interesting. So it's nice toast that I think you're bringing the pigeon back. Well, thanks. And I think it's just one of those things that come back depending on who you're around, don't you think? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. When I talk on the phone with my dad. I know, I hear you. back in Hawaii. <laughs> oh, pigeon come out, brah. Oh, my God. Okay, why don't you explain what that is for people who don't know much about Hawaii and or don't know much about pigeon mm. English. So the population of Hawaii is comprised of people from many different people groups because back in, I guess it was the 1800s, when the sugar sugar plantations became a thing, they needed laborers. So who were the laborers? Well, Japanese people, I think Chinese people, Portuguese people were brought in to be the Luna or the boss on the plantations. We also had (laughs) Filipino people. So all these different groups did not have English as a common language, but Hawaii was colonized by the British 
So English was the main language, and everybody mm. needed to find a way to communicate. So all of these different languages, including Hawaiian, got mashed up together into a pidgin or a creole, a mixed language. Mm. And it survives to this day as what's known as pidgin English. You're so cute because... I'm such a dork, right? You just love to teach. Like, you just rose to the occasion when I said, hey, tell everyone about... Oh, and you're right there. That was great. I have the broad concept. That was great. For you. It's kind of like how they say Tagalog and English, Taglish. Or Spanglish. Right? Or Spanglish. Yes. Yeah. But in Hawaii, okay. it's all kind languages, all mixed up. So you have... In Pigeon English, you'll have Japanese words, Hawaiian words, right? All, all mix up. <laughs> oh, my God. This brings up a memory I have in college. Okay. Where I was a freshman in college, and in one of my classes, I don't remember the assignment exactly, but one of the uh, students brought up this sign that said, no pigeon. Okay. okay. A sign. Yeah, a sign. I like fr- a, like I can't a cardboard remember. sign. Yeah, because we had some assignment about something about like uh, what would help to make to improve education. Yes, yes, yes. It just it was just I I honestly can't remember, but it was something to that effect. Okay. But what I do remember is that this uh, fellow classmate, her sign said no pigeon. Okay, so we're going through the class, and was it spelled? Was pigeon spelled correctly? Yes, yes. Okay, well, let's let's explain because even though uh, pigeon is a type of bird, Mm -hmm. the pigeon English that we're talking about is not spelled right in that way. It's spelled P I D G I N. Yes, and I'm glad you brought that up. Okay, because so we're talking about all the different all of the different input from everyone. And then we're on the no pigeon sign and about we're almost done with class. And my poor classmate from Sweden (laughs) is there going, he finally (gasps) pipes up at the end of the class and says, I, I don't, I just don't understand about the pigeons in the class. I don't, I don't see pigeons in the classroom. (laughs) What it's do you talking. mean by the pigeons in the class? Oh, no. That- and the whole time he thought it was the bird, even though she spelled it differently. But I think it's phonetic, right? I mean, he's just thinking. Sure. And he just heard. We didn't give him a right, break. He just heard yeah. pigeon. Right. right? And oh he's gosh. seeing it spelled, but, you know, you're not. That's pretty funny. Jonas. His name was Jonas. Jonas. Well, you know, and he was thoroughly kind of like confused. Who can blame him? Well, I would be he too. Was, he goes, I just don't understand about the bird. why it's even an issue birds. whether I don't pigeons see birds should be allowed in, in the class. class. Oh my god! Poor gosh. Jonas. I know. And then everyone laughed, and it was a nice release. But you know, okay, but they didn't. They weren't making fun of him. No, not in a mean spirited way. I mean, he could laugh too. He was just laughing like, oh, when he when it was explained <laughs> to him. He was like, oh, okay, I get it. Props? Well, you know, props to him for having the courage at the end of all of this discussion (laughs) to say that it just doesn't make sense to him. All right. Anyways, we have a shout out. Hello. 
How's it? We're just so ah. loose in this podcast. We we're going out of order. Okay, so our shout out today goes to Vegan Dynamite. Vegan Dynamite on Instagram. On Instagram, and she posted a story because in one of her stories, she had asked her followers, "Hey, ask any question." And someone had asked her, are you reading anything or listening to podcasts? And what she did was she posted um, a story, which was a screenshot of our podcast on iTunes. Oh, wow. And then she had little writings on it. And so her little writings on it is goes as follows. I also really, really love Sienna and Toast. They do that per- personal growth thing in an authentic way, unlike the gimmicky self-help trend that everyone and their mama is doing nowadays. And what I really love about what she wrote Mm -hmm. is she had on the very bottom in parentheses, they also have a really cute kitten. Oh, Bear, did you hear that? So Vegan Dynamite also has another Instagram handle called uh, Vegan Pet Sitter. And when we lived in California, she was one of pets pet sitters one of one pets. of bears pet sitters <laughs> <laughs> okay our cat is bear did i say one of pets yeah, pet sitters yeah. <laughs> i heard that but i You're heard so it late loopy. it like came oh gosh you know i don't because we're batching maybe i don't we're know talking so much I'm today like at the end of doing so many podcast my... episodes oh my god okay okay anyway so thank you vegan dynamite I'm I'm up. What's I'm kind of tripping. Okay, so I'm kind of tripping. I'm kind of tripping out on myself because I'm realizing that I feel like I'm kind of losing my pigeon English because I'm no, feeling no, like I'm wanting there. to. I'm wanting to say stuff in pigeon and use pigeon words, but the but you words are it. not coming. Oh yeah, you're losing it then. I'm sorry. Sad. Don't be sad. sad. You know what? But it'll come back when we go home. I need to practice because when you're there, then it's just like just comes it's natural where's my copy of pigeon to the max i don't know that okay would help if i could brush up on using pigeon to the max. you know what why don't we do this why don't we continue with the episode and <laughs> as we go on you know feel free to speak in pigeon when it's just available okay so you have the license and the freedom in this episode to flip-flop between yeah okay i'm gonna try All right. So in this episode, we're just talking about Thanksgiving. And in some recent ones, they're not recent episodes, in some episodes way back when, but they're available on iTunes, you'll see we have several holiday Thanksgiving type um, episodes where we go more specifically into some vegan foods and things that we've um, eaten on Thanksgiving. What a vegan eats for Thanksgiving. Yeah. So we, we in the past, we've talked about tofurkey. We've talked about averki, something we just made up, a, which is a veggie turkey. We talk about all different types of things like that. So feel free to go to some of the past episodes. Maybe we can link them. Okay. I will make a note here. She's making eyes to me. Like, link it. <laughs> yeah. She's putting it on my list of things to link. Link apps. Okay. So we will have some links if you want to hear more about that but toast why don't you talk a little bit about some of your thanksgiving traditions because i don't think we ever really went into our own personal 
way back when family traditions. Yeah, okay, so it's kind of like this episode is a little Thanksgiving dinner conversation yes. for the podcast, our podcast listeners and yes. stuff. Okay, so my memories, well, at my parents' house where we grew up, that's where all the extended family would come. Okay, so and your house was the designated Thanksgiving house. That was the house, house okay. right? Everybody has yes. a house. Some people rotate, in their though. Family. Some people rotate. Yes. That's true. But your My house family was the did house. not rotate. So Thanksgiving and the days leading up, had to clean the house, mm-hmm. vacuum, mm-hmm. and all of that. And if, that was my chores growing up, is, was vacuuming, dusting, cleaning the bathrooms. Mm. But, you know, you got to make special, right, before everybody come over. Yeah. So I did that. And then on the day of Thanksgiving, my my dish that I would make was a dessert. And it was pool bread. And it was made pool in bread. a pool bread. The opposite of push. Oh, pull. Yeah. But pigeon version is pool, pool. bread. <laughs> yeah. And it's made in a bun pan. And okay. what, how you make them is you go to store. You go down to the store and you buy... The Pillsbury, you know the kind tubes that has biscuits inside, ready-made biscuits, and you pull the paper off, and then you pull the paper long enough, and the the tube pop open. Yep, you remember that? Because it's I've heard. Now I'm speaking English. Now I've heard that they're hard to find these days. I haven't looked for it, but anyway, okay. Really? So you get that. So you get those. You get a bunch of those, and all you do is you take one of those biscuits, the ready-made biscuits, and you dip them in melted butter, butter, and then you dip them in sugar and cinnamon. Oh, And then okay. you, you mash some chopped walnuts inside the biscuit, and then you throw the biscuit in the bunt pan. Wait. And then you keep doing that with all the biscuits until the bunt pan all full up. Okay, what, what, Wait, what? but you chop up. So you have to prepare. So before, in, in the assembling of the cake, you have to prepare three bowls. One little bowl has melted butter. Mm-hmm. The next bowl has a cinnamon and sugar mixture. Mm-hmm. And the third bowl has chopped Your walnuts. walnuts. And all you okay. do is you take each little biscuit and you butter, then cinnamon and sugar, then walnut, and then in the pan. <laughs> but and when you, you put fill it up in, the pan. What? But when you put it in the bun pan... Mm-hmm. You're just putting it in that circle shape and you're putting it on top of each other or just yes. side by side? On top. You just pile them all oh, up. Pile wow. them on big pile. Yeah. Oh, I've never heard of that. That's what I did. How and then you that? bake okay. them and then, yeah. So you had to do that whole project by yourself? No, mom helped me. Okay. Yeah. That's an undertaking for a kid. Yeah. That was my dish. Okay. But then everybody that came over, right, like had grandma and grandpa and auntie, Leiko and cousin Holly and Uncle Alan and everybody come over and our family mm-hmm. is of Japanese ancestry. Okay. So the older generation, they made stuff like sushi, mm-hmm. the maki sushi roll. What that is, is the, it's not the sushi with the raw fish on top. Yeah, it's the roll with the black nori, the black seaweed all around, like a burrito, mm. right? Like that, and cone sushi. I love that. Oh my gosh! 
and what did they make it or they bought it not that it matters i think they made it you know that's so incredible yeah that's just home (sighs) cooking japanese style right yep but one of my favorites was not a japanese food it was made by one of the younger generation auntie charlene would make german potato salad oh that's so good and back in those days i ate bacon right i have not had that i cannot Mm -hmm. even remember german potato salad so good i know we should do a vegan one oh with fake bacon yeah yeah maybe and the last thing i wanted to share about my memories in hawaii it's called fakin is it right it should if it's not it should be (laughs) fakin i tried to remember the name i think it's called fakin (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness but my favorite was probably the pumpkin pie (gasps) i yes that's my favorite kind of pie pumpkin pie i know that and i tell you man my dad's mom Mm -hmm. my grandma she's the best made the best pumpkin pie tell the, me the what constitutes was awesome best pumpkin pie <clears throat> well i love carbs all right so my favorite part was the crust okay i just it was the like it was flaky okay but still had a density to it mm-hmm. right did it have a moment of saltiness oh yes yes yeah. just the right I love amount of crust. saltiness mm-hmm. She made it by hand, and I remember, you know, she's from the generation where you don't really have a recipe. Right. You can, you have to do it by feel. Yeah. So I remember when she taught my mom how to make this crust. Yeah. My mom thought it was kind of funny because her instructions about how the consistency that you're looking for mm-hmm. in your dough for the crust is you want it to feel like your earlobe okay okay and the and the question was whose earlobe and how old is this earlobe because <laughs> the older you get your earlobe's gonna have a different feel anyway but yeah, that was wow. that was one of the things. And I remember also being told that, you know, grandma, she again, she grew up in a genera- a different generation and a different time. And at that time, the Japanese immigrants, of which she was one, could only get jobs like well, she was a maid. And she worked in the Howley House. Mm. So she worked for a white oh, family. So she had all the maid. recipes. So she that's how she learned how to cook white people food. Oh. Yeah. So and interesting. Crust, huh? Pumpkin pie was yeah. one of them. So now let me ask, does your mom make a great pumpkin pie? Like has she got that crust down, do you I think? I believe she or does. Or it's a little different still. So I believe she does. And wow. unfortunately, you know, you and I haven't been home mm-hmm. for thanksgiving in years years and years mm-hmm. so i can't speak wow. for the official thanksgiving yeah pumpkin pie but yeah I, but but Yummy. i have tasted Hers. crusts yeah Cru- yes ah yeah. <laughs> oh, that sounds so good aren't you hungry now 
For pumpkin pie? Pumpkin pie anytime. Yum. I will do pumpkin pie anytime. Yum, yum, yum. Mm-hmm. How about you? Well, okay. So I grew up, even though I am, well, you're more than Japanese too. Now that we've both done 23 and Me, But anyways, so you grew up <laughs> with the Japanese traditions, though. So I yes. grew up with the yes. Filipino traditions. So Thanksgiving, how the Thanksgiving spread for us, you had your turkey. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is interesting because I don't think we had mashed potatoes. <gasps> I think we just what? had, I think we just had rice. Oh yeah, gotta have rice. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Hawaii, rice is everywhere. Gotta have rice all the time, right? So Always have we rice. had rice. Yep. I think we had. Um, my uncle had a famous, his famous uh, potato salad. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. But it, no potato mashed mac? potatoes. Potato mac salad. Nope. It's just oh, potato salad. Okay. 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 But he was holy. Okay. So he. Um, so that's why. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So then, let's see, what else did we have? So we had the gravy. Mm-hmm. Everything's made from scratch, the gravy. Mm-hmm. But we also had um, Chinese noodles. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my grandma would go downtown. to ch- She would go to Chinatown. She would buy the freshly cut, uh, freshly made noodles Ooh. and just cook it at home. Oh. But she would cut all the vegetables by hand, which is very tedious because mm-hmm. there's a ton of vegetables in fried noodles. Right. And they're just cut really sideways. Fine. And they're cut sideways. Yep. All the green beans, the, the carrots, way. all of it. Um, and she would have her special sauce with that. It's like this brown sauce that you toss the noodles in, fried mm. noodles in. So she would make that. She would also do... Um, so basically, Thanksgiving was at our house. So she did a lot of the cooking and... In Filipino tradition, there would also be... Okay, so Toast and I, we do not eat meat. Um, but well, our okay, culture... F- full disclosure, Yeah, I will say myself, not Sienna, I will eat occasionally fish well, or even bacon. Well, Sometimes. Yeah. It, we don't keep those in the house. I don't buy them from the grocery store. But if we're out in a restaurant or a party... Sometimes I will partake. Okay, so, so let's just get you know. Well, let's, let's transpa- full transparency. Let's give clarity to that whole situation because if people li- listen to back episodes where we were vegan, mm-hmm. they will hear that, and then so let's give an update right. because it's been many years since then. Yes, right. So so Toast just said so she's so she's primarily I would say vegetarian. Yes, because you have not eaten red meat. You don't eat chicken. You don't eat any of that once in a great while you'll have bacon just because it's bacon you can't help yourself Come on. <laughs> yeah and then you really enjoy fish but you try not to eat a lot of it because of the mercury and because of the environment right right so for me i am more vegan but i have gone back to vegetarian every now and then i don't eat eggs and I don't, I have, I don't eat meat or bacon or chicken or anything like that, or even milk or cheese or milk. But I, but well, I do eat cheese. honey. Right. I do eat honey. Um, honey is supposed to be really good for the thyroid. Um, so I have been bringing that back into my diet to help me heal my thyroid. Uh, but 
here's here's the thing. Like for me, and this this could also be a whole other podcast. For me, I choose not to eat animal products because I just love animals. And it was really meeting a cow for the first time many many years ago and having that really close connection with the cow that I realized, wow, they are just like cats. <laughs> They yeah, really are because yeah. they were trying to nudge me and like rub on me like a cat would, like mm-hmm. to where I was knocked down. So I really made the connection like, wow, they're just like my cat and I wouldn't eat my cat. And so that's when I did that. But I have had some health challenges from being vegan. So for me, I do believe that some people do better on a non-vegan diet. I truly believe that. Um, and so everyone just has to do what's right for them. Right. So... And I know, and I have been told that I would, my body would be better on meat. But for me, I just, I can't do that at this point. Like I, and I won't do that. So, okay. So that takes care of all of that stuff. So, but back to Thanksgiving, all of that to say that we were both, both toast and I, whether it was Japanese or Filipino side or whatever it was, Hawaii is very much a heavy, heavy meat, uh, culture, food culture, like many Cultures. Like many cultures, but we really, it's definitely a far cry from the Mediterranean type of right. diet um, or a vegan diet. <laughs> but so, so. Or even a Japanese diet. Like Fili- Filipino is way more, way, way more, more he- meat heavy than I Japanese. Guess, I guess that's true. Yeah. So your meatness wasn't necessarily from the Japanese side of the culture. Right. It, it was, was from the, the American side. But the Hawaii, the, the Hawaiian, like from pork, right? Like, right. Like, Pork, um, Kalua Park and, and all that stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. And so, I know. So all of that to say that some of the other Filipino traditional foods that were on the Thanksgiving table. So hang on to yourselves because it's pretty gross. <laughs> it's like pork blood, mm-hmm. which I have never eaten in my life which is pretty shocking because I grew up with it, right? Mm -hmm. My grandma would make it from scratch. She would actually have to go to the butcher Mm. and get the blood in a container. Old school. Okay. So I know that sounds horrific. It it horrifies me. But it's called um, dinuguan in the Filipino tradition, and that is a very common food, and people Mm -hmm. eat it over rice, and it's basically blood with pork, meat, and lemongrass in it. Oh my god. And um and also another dish which is made out of cow tongue. Mm-hmm. See, I don't know. This is mm-hmm. not going to be a very appetizing. This is like the Halloween episode for <laughs> vegans. That's what this is. <laughs> but it's, it's just basically the a stew. reality. Yeah. yeah know, it's just sharing. ethnic or sorry, ethnic. I know. Background. So it's like basically a tomato-based stew with beef from a cow's tongue. Mhm of that mm-hmm. um there was also another dish called guisantes which means peas and it was a pork and peas dish so it was just heavy meat but my part my involvement in all of it was i was charged with the lumpia so mm. lumpia in the filipino tradition is like an egg roll basically but it has a lot of meat in the, in filling. the filling so it it has i mean i won't I won't go totally, but it was, it's 
it was one of my grandma's specialties. And the filling takes a while to make. And then it comes when you think you're done, you're not because you have to roll it's all of them. Very labor intensive. So she yeah. actually trained me from like four years old to roll these things. So I was good <laughs> at this. I could roll these things. So my job was to roll it. And then, yeah. So I rolled the lumpia. And then as far as desserts go, of course, yes, pie. Um, you know, I don't know if anyone made it from scratch. But we did have some desserts from from scratch, like bibinka, Filipino desserts, like lots of different Filipino desserts from scratch. I don't know about if the pies were from scratch, though. Um, what we what we always had was um, a Filipino fruit salad dessert, which mm. was made yeah, of yeah. Um, various called? canned fruits without right. the juice, as right. well as some fresh cut fruit. Mm-hmm. But it also had pineapple gel in it, like these little gelatin, pineapple gelatins, as well as these cocoa palm little nuts in there. But it was all tossed with um, heavy whipping cream. Mm-hmm. That's so it wasn't it just like, yes. wh- it wasn't Cool Whip. It wasn't like just whipped cream out of a can. It was a heavy cream in a jar. I think it was called Avocet. Yes. And you whipped it till it was whipped. <laughs> and it was a lot. It, t- it was a lot of work. Then you tossed it. And that was really yummy. And it had lychee in it as well. It was so good. I love that dessert. You know what I love <sighs> is the combination. What I really am so appreciative about growing up in Hawaii for yes. is, is that exposure and being just immersed in such a diverse culture. Totally. We have... Totally. We're American, right? You grew up... And I remember as as a kid having, uh, not identity crisis, but really puzzling over what am I? Because... Because... I did too. You're... Yeah. Because you're American Mm -hmm. and you have this pride in America and uh, and you say the Pledge of Allegiance, right? And you Mm -hmm. sing Star Spangled Banner. But then... There's a, such a strong identity as being from Hawaii, too. Yes. Right? You're, yeah. You grew up surrounded by this. It's a mashup of the commercial tourist culture mm-hmm. that takes pride in selling the, the dream of paradise mm-hmm. and the world's vacation spot. This, mm-hmm. this dream spot where people save up their entire lives to come and visit the islands and hospitality and all of that and then there's also the hawaii of the true hawaii Mm -hmm. the indigenous peoples yes and and the culture and the pride the cultural pride that Mm -hmm. survives to this day in part because of the commercialization of it right to be honest and the hula and the the street names and the the school names are Hawaiian language, yeah. you know, from the Hawaiian language, and I'm so grateful for that. And then on top of that, you have, but you're also Japanese, or in your yeah, case, I mean, you're Filipino. So, many, so there's uh, there's, there's so mashup. many different yeah. things, and I think too, what some people don't realize is that growing up in Hawaii, if you don't, a lot of people who were born and raised in Hawaii don't have Hawaiian blood. Right. A are lot not, of people are not descent are not descendants of the indigenous people. Right. Yeah. So people when they when you say, Oh, I was born and raised in Hawaii, they're saying, Oh, you're Hawaiian. Well I'm not 
depends Indigenous what you mean. Hawaiian, it depends what you mean by Hawaiian. But if you're saying I'm from Hawaii, and so therefore I am Hawaiian because I'm a person born and raised in Hawaii, then maybe I am. Like a Californian is Californian. Yes. Or Oregonian is Oregonian. You're from the state. But then if you are in Hawaii, <laughs> there is very much a difference between someone who has Hawaiian blood and someone who doesn't, even if both were born and raised in Hawaii. Right. There is a distinction, mm-hmm. a heavy distinction that is made. Mm-hmm. And as people who don't have Hawaiian blood but were completely born and raised in Hawaii, you don't cross that line. Of course not. Right? Right. And I think people don't really understand that unless you're, and why would they, I guess, unless you're born and raised there. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, why did we go, what were you saying? Oh, you were just proud of all the various cultures. I'm so that appreciative we're, of, of, we were uh, yeah, exposed growing, to. Yeah, and, growing up in yep. that culture. Yeah. I really, I, I think it's great i love yeah. that we grew up that way you know and what? i was also going to say mention about the filipino foods being so meat heavy and it's like mm-hmm. you're eating blood and you're well, eating, i was not eating oh blood. yeah you're not you're eating a cow's tongue <laughs> i was just gonna <laughs> point out how oh you know the western sensibility is ah yeah <laughs> about that but that's just that culture and that's, i have to yeah, say it is. that I appreciate and admire that indigenous cultures don't waste the sacrifice that right. an animal made. Yes, for very true and very good and point. To, yes, you know, all like, the way yeah. down to the blood of right. the animal. Right, yeah. the tail, the ox tail. Yes, oh, my gosh, yes. Make a soup that was out another that. thing. Yeah. Right, you don't um, waste. But I was gonna say, let me see, think of what I was gonna say. Something about. Sorry. What were you talking about? Okay, yeah. So you were talking about all the various traditions we're exposed to, like the Japanese food, the Filipino food, because I don't remember us having sushi at the table. Because your family doesn't have Japanese, um, as much Japanese background as mine does. I wasn't raised by the Japanese side, but I'm half Japanese. Right. Right. So, But I'm 97% or whatever it is, Japanese. (laughs) But what I was going to say is that... um, so even though we have our specific foods, there are foods that we grew up with that I don't think are necessarily attributed to this is Hawaiian, this is uh, Filipino, this is because you and I both know the blueberry Comstock cheese thing with the yeah, shortbread crust and the, you don't and you make it in the giant rectangle pan. The nine by thirteen. Right? Oh yeah. So and we the rainbow gel and the jello mold. The rainbow jello, yep. And the so jello we, mold. The jello mold and the rainbow ribbon jello. Yes. Right? The little tiny. In, in other words, we so do the white from? thing too. Is that white? That's American, right? Even that, even the Comstock blueberry pie. <laughs> Maybe somebody will tell us. I don't know. Anyways. So funny because I always, oh. I always assumed that was, that's what. I mean, it sounds American, right? It sounds white. Comstock blueberry but I think that (laughs) blueberries you don't have blueberries in Hawaii Hawaii or well that's why you have to use the Comstock you have to use the canned blueberry right yeah yeah I don't know maybe it was you know what I think it was maybe it was just an American 1950s cookbook seriously exactly right Crocker it was just right you know when it was a way to sell those cans of blueberries yes yes anyways Asterisk, 
we have to put up a little sidebar and say mm. we could be we realize what there's possible that we could be offending some people by using terms like white yes what but lighten up okay moving on yeah because we're not offending and you know what Ooh, lighten okay up. maybe i shouldn't have used that choice of words okay you know what though but seriously we need relax. to let's ha- we need to have a podcast, another podcast about the temperature yeah. of the, our culture and how our culture is changing. But anyways, okay, so to get, let's kind of swerve back to the good feelings of Thanksgiving because we've just kind of taken it to some scary things for vegans. We might be offending Caucasians. Um, we might be offending Americans, even though we're Americans. So... <laughs> But what here's a what, disaster of an episode <laughs> for Thanksgiving. <laughs> okay, well, here here is what I wanted to say. So we are batching and we're recording this quite a few weeks before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So Toast and I don't yet know what we're doing for Thanksgiving. We are in a new town. Um, normally, we are strays and, and we go to other people's houses, but we also do some stuff for ourselves. Um my brother might be visiting. He's still deciding. He needs to hurry up. Um, but I have to say that no matter what, we will be making a great vegan mashed potato. We will be making gluten-free stuffing from scratch. Now, should we make a pumpkin pie? Or should we buy one? I think one? we should buy one. Okay. Let's buy one for the sure feeling <laughs> yes. that it will be great. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So we know that. We're kind, we've kind of been tired of the tofurkey, the verky, no to- the celebration roast. Done we've been that. tired of all Over. of that. Been there. But sometimes you just want a moment of a taste of it. So what we might do is we might go to Veggie Grill because Portland has Veggie Grill. It's just not as convenient as it was in California. And they do have a Thanksgiving feast that you can buy. But I think we should just buy the sandwich. Oh. They have a, like, sandwich that has a vegan turkey with the stuffing. And doesn't that sound so yummy? I'm down. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we may be doing that, in case you're wondering. Um... And again, pop into the other podcasts if you want to hear what we've done before. I In the past, I've made some raw uh, pumpkin pies, meaning raw food pumpkin pies. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds disgusting, really. Yeah. Um, so we're going to do that. But I know we're going kind of over because we went on some tangents. But um, we also wanted to just say that we are just so grateful to all of you. That's our th- main Thanksgiving. We appreciate message. all of you. We actually appreciate all of you for showing up for listening to the podcast. We appreciate all of you who felt called to become members of the Soul Care Collective. Thank you so much for that. But for Toast and I, you know, it's it's really been a dream of ours to bring this podcast back in the way that we've done this year. It's also been a dream of ours to um, start a membership to help comfort people, to help uh, people on their spiritual journeys in a consistent way. And so we are doing that. And so we want to just thank all of you for being a part of it by supporting this podcast, by 
choosing to be in the membership. And so thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We love all of you. And from us to you, we just want to say that you are appreciated. We know that Thanksgiving is all about giving thanks and being the person that's mm-hmm. grateful and thankful and appreciative. Yes. But we also want to remind you that people are appreciating and are grateful and are thankful for you. So, in closing, from us, from Toast, from myself, from our sweet bear, and I know Angel Kuman is watching down on all of us, have a wonderful Thanksgiving and enjoy every bit of it. All the food. All the food. The fellowship. All your family, your friends. Just the connectedness. And And just keep the connection piece in mind if you're going to lose yours. If you're going to lose yours? (laughs) If you're going to lose your connection? No, like if you're going to lose your mind. You know, keep that connection piece in mind if you feel like you're going to lose your mind. I get it now. Because sometimes it can feel stressful, right? It's like, oh, I have to bake the pie. I have to do this. I have to do that. And I'm going to see so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. So just take a deep breath. And you get to do all those things. You get to just enjoy it. Enjoy it. And be safe. And with that, we'll leave you to your Thanksgiving. Until next time, this is Sienna. And this is Toast. Telling you, love life and live free, brother. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.